For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What is happening, Rebels? Hope you're having a great week. Man, I am having a good one. Valentine's Day last week, went out with Laura one night, went out with Lucy one night, had a great time. Hope you guys celebrated Valentine's Day. Hope it was fun for you. Got a great program today. Got a great program this week. Uh, Today we have Guy and Amber Leah on talking about marriage triggers, and tomorrow we have Amber Leah on talking about triggers in parenting. I just did a parenting seminar, and uh, we do surveys every time we do this. Number one thing parents that they struggle with is being angry as a parent. Guy and Amber Leah have great info on this. Today's program is sponsored by Liberty HealthShare, libertyhealthshare.com slash rebel. It's what Laura and I use. We recommend it highly. Definitely check them out. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. I have two friends that sell insurance and they found out what my monthly bill was. They're switching to Liberty HealthShare because it's such a great program. That's how good it is. The people that sell insurance are like, wait, what? How much? Are you kidding me? And they're switching to Liberty HealthShare. Check them out. LibertyHealthShare.com slash rebel. We're going to dive into marriage triggers today with Guy and Amber Leah, talking about the things in marriage that make you mad, that make you angry. How do we overcome that and be a peaceful spouse? Let's jump into it. Here is Guy and Amber Leah on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? So good to see you this morning. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening and coming on the show today. We've got our friends, Guy and Amber Leah. You know, I'm going to move. There's a text Mm -hmm. above your head. I'm going to put it down here. That's much better. that looks great. Much better. (laughs) Guy and Amber Leah on the program today. You know Amber Leah from her book, Triggers, talking about being an angry parent and struggling with that. I'm telling you, it's at least top three is I struggle with being an angry parent. We did a survey of all of our listeners I think that one was number one with our listeners. Yeah, and I've heard so many moms and wow. wives say, I never knew I was a yeller until I became a mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah I so understand. So that book, we give it yeah. out right, all yeah. the time. So helpful. Thank mm-hmm. you. And the truth Thank is, you. I was totally the angry parent. Yeah, like, so was I. How bananas too. is it to see where I am now? I know, right? The shift. Yeah. The transformation. It really is. And the relationship with my kids yeah. has grown like I was telling Laura just the other day, the way it is right now, I always dreamt parenting would be this way. I hoped yeah. it would be this way. Mm-hmm. Like Lincoln and I just finished. We watched <laughs> every Marvel movie in chronological order. We watched all 23 of oh them. And God. he's so sad that it's over. Lincoln yeah. is like, I loved that time with dad. Now what Now what are we going to do? We're going to do the Star Wars movies next. <laughs> but like we hang out and you know we'll talk and... That wasn't there before because I was so angry all the time. And anger was totally a product of fear. I was Mm -hmm. afraid of blowing it, afraid of doing it wrong. And so that turned into anger. And they were afraid of me. They didn't want to hang out with me. And Mm -hmm. now, like, the other day, Laura goes, I think I'm going to let the kids stay home from school. Is that okay? And I was like, I don't care. Mental health day. And she's like, you don't care? I'm like, what? No, it's elementary school and junior high. Like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. So, Mm. yeah. 
Very yeah, exciting. and it's yeah. true. You know, yeah. that's the great thing about that parenting triggers book is that it really is a testimony of my journey away from angry parenting as yeah. well toward mm-hmm. these more gentle biblical responses. And what's great about it is I learned that it wasn't really about making sure there were no more triggers or that my kids changed. Like when we focus on our own issues and how to respond instead mm-hmm. of react in a mm. biblical way, the beautiful byproduct is that our kids' behavior improves as well. Totally. Even though yeah. that's not the initial focus. And the relationship just becomes stronger and more peaceful and we enjoy yeah. each other more. So I get yeah. exactly what you're saying. And it's encouraging for people to know that because sometimes we think, oh, the damage is done. Yeah. I've been an angry parent. Right. It's going to be too late. And it's never too late. It's like right. you can, Amen. There's always an opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Thank See, you for saying true. that. I will tell you this. You know, by the time Lucy came along, I had really gotten into some deep therapy and had gotten a lot of help. And it did take, with Lincoln, about three or four years mm. of me owning who I used to be. And, and it's really hard to do with a kid. I know we're going to get into this new book, but it was hard <laughs> to do. You know, Lucy would do something. And he'd be like, you would have punished me for that. And I'd go, you're right. I'm so sorry. Mm. I was so afraid when you were little, please forgive me. And it was a struggle. Like yeah. you just can't give up. Like right. you don't get to give up with That's kids. Right. You've got to keep going. You know, there's so many things with parenting, yeah. especially that old, you know, behavioral management style parenting. Like, well, I said the right thing and you're not responding. So it's you. It's not me. No, no. It was totally yeah. me. <laughs> By the time he was eight, yeah. I was like, ah, you know, I just was so yeah. crazy when he was little. It took about three or four years to get through that. It was worth yes. the pain. We went to therapy. It mm-hmm. was terrible. Oh, my goodness. Therapy was terrible terrible Mm -hmm. but it was worth it it was worth it for the relationship i have with my kids today yeah and Mm -hmm. to see how you know lincoln used to totally parent lucy because i wasn't parenting her strong enough like i did him when he was little (laughs) yeah he felt like he was like trying to punish her for things and it was like you can't do that i was wrong i was wrong i was a bad parent you can't be that and he has the sweetest yeah. relationship with her now. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing. That is so oh, good, Ryan. Awesome. I'm yeah. so glad you shared that because well, that is so, so important. And you guys are right in my wheelhouse. Mm. I love what you talk about and the support that you've given Triggers. So I'm thank totally you for red. That. Look at this. Yeah. I got embarrassed. Well, I don't get embarrassed very often, but I did. <laughs> I would ask how the second book came about, yeah. Marriage Triggers, but I'm sure... So many parents that their lives transformed by the parenting one were like, um, um, I'm kind of an angry spouse. Could you help out with the spouse <laughs> that's bad all the time? Yeah. Is, is that the just the nail on the head? Okay. Is that how it occurs? hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a hundred percent. A lot of the principles from mm-hmm. the first book, you know, absolutely apply and led to the second book, which Amber can tell you a little bit more. Yeah. About it, 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 people would read parenting triggers and they exactly like you said, Ryan, they would say this has helped me even in my marriage, but I wish that I had specific things that related to my marriage yeah. because this is the next thing that I'm really struggling with. And to be honest, I did not want to write marriage triggers at all because when I was, yes, I was an angry parent, but I was an angry wife too. Yeah, I right. didn't just serve my anger and frustration for my kids. It Mm. was a problem for Guy and I and he as well. And we had a lot of rocky years. Mm -hmm. I wish we could say that it was just blissful and we had it all together but I mean we still told but if it was I mean, my, you wouldn't my, have my, written the book <laughs> yeah. yeah like if it was all blissful right. Right. nobody would want to listen to you they'd yeah. be like ugh uh, you're perfect right. stop we, we can't right? be like that I have such a hard time reading a lot of marriage books out there because 
to me, they just don't feel real to my They're story. Not. And it's hard for me to get mm-hmm. that. And so that's when Amber and I were like, you know, we could write this together. So long as we open ourselves up and we're willing to share where we've come from yeah. mm-hmm. and we've learned, we haven't got it figured out, but we're yeah. still learning, but we want to share what we've learned and that's why this is a different kind of book, I think. And it's yeah. been fun doing it together because of that. We've been, we've we use the word fun loosely because it's actually been a lot of hard work. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Writing yes. A yeah. uh, writing a marriage triggers book is its own marriage trigger. But, you know, we are in process still. I mean, I think it's true with all my books is that we want people to know we are not PhDs. We are people who yeah. love the Lord tremendously. Mm. We know the word of God. And we are living it out and we want to walk with you. Mm-hmm. And I think we all relate to a lot of the same issues, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why there's 31 chapters. We're covering 31 of really the most common things that people would say to me. These are my struggles. You know, we're always fighting in the car whenever we get in the car together mm. or we just have major financial differences yep. or we're not parenting on the same page. We're just parenting differently or I'm just weary. I'm weary from even doing yeah. the good that yeah, I do. For yeah. sure. Things are okay, yeah. but I'm just trained, you know, or my spouse just isn't my friend anymore. We've lost our connection. We're mm. too busy in life. Like these are all topics that we discuss and Guy and I get it. Like we've been there, we're there. And we asked that God would just really do an anointed thing as we were writing. And it, it was, we wrestled and we've been through a lot of hardship as a result of writing this book. So we trust that the Lord will use it for his glory. Wow. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I would love to touch on, I'm guessing you're hearing from a lot of marriages and people out there. That last thing you said, what are the big triggers that are keeping people disconnected and keeping them away and they just find themselves like maybe roommates or something like that. What are you hearing or both you guys hearing on that front? Well, I think that a couple triggers stand out, but one of them in general is communication breaking down, you know, whether it's because your busy schedules or whatever, or just the manner in which you communicate is really a problem for a lot of people. And it's something that guy and I still work on. Mm -hmm. And it was one of our biggest triggers too. And so one of the key things that we tell people is that we think it's really important in the same way with parenting triggers where you don't want to try to teach your kid a lesson in the middle of conflict when everybody's <laughs> emotional and heightened. Right, yeah. right, yeah. We don't sure. want to hash out. Because no, nobody can honestly, listen. you got to unpack that, though. Yeah. So many times... I'm going to go parent child and then spouse, you know, your kid does something and you're like, Oh, I can't believe it. And then you use your super angry, you're way up here. And then the kids way up here and you're like, and now you're going to learn something. And it's like, no, you're not, you're not learning anything then. And couples do Mm. that all the time. You always do this. You never listen. You always blah, blah, blah. And then it's now we're going to work on this thing as we're both defensive. We're both in our corners. We've both got the gloves on. And now we're going to come together yes. and really, you know, I, bond I always, and I always learn. called it like being a lion in a cage for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. yeah. To bring yeah. up that one issue time, like at the wrong time when we're already kind of angry. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I can't get out of the room and I start spinning and bringing yep. up all kinds of other crap that I shouldn't be yep. bringing yep. into this argument. And that's when I start fighting so unfair. Yes. And, and it's like I have to stop and like walk away yeah. and like give me a few minutes. Let yeah. me. Let me breathe. Yeah. And let's talk about this at a time when I can just focus on the one issue and come back and do this. Yeah. And so in relation to that, those are what we call like trigger moments. 
And we talk about that in the book. Like we encourage people to identify your trigger moments. And we definitely say the middle of conflict is pretty much, you know, you're already triggered. That's not the time to teach a lesson to your child and think that they're going to be receptive. When I'm in the middle of a conflict or I'm emotional, I'm sad. I'm not super receptive to logical thinking or my spouse. Yeah. Or look where I've blown it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we have to also identify and be careful of trigger moments. Like it's not a good idea for me to talk about finances late at night with my husband (laughs) when we're both tired, which I still tend to mess up on that one. Literally in the middle of Stranger Things, she pauses the show (laughs) and then wants to talk about it. I'm like, well, wait Wait. a minute. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Yeah. So you've got to be wise. That's so funny. By the way, there are so many couples out there like, oh, it's not just me. Oh, my goodness. They do it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's part of that, too, in the middle of the show. Trigger moments. Is trying to figure out, am I more important than this show to you? Like, Mm. I'm a huge MMA fan. I've seen every UFC pay-per-view. Literally everyone. Since 1993, I've seen all of them. I just saw one this past weekend. It was 246. And when we were first married, Mm -hmm. Laura would come in in the middle of a fight and like sit down and put her hand on me. And I'm like, ah, but no. Not that we were fighting, but on the show, you know, on the TV. There's a fight going on on screen. And she'd come down and just want to talk. And I'm like, you can talk to me any time of the day, anytime you want. But why are you choosing yeah. right now? Like, are you more important yeah. than the UFC? Of course. But I'm in. I'm vested yeah, right. in this. It's like in the middle of a game, and it's like, mm. what are you thinking? I'm thinking about the game right now. Mm. I'm not thinking about the conversation yep. we had earlier. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What do you suggest so when you find yourself in those trigger moments, and you're like, man, I'm so triggered? Is your advice yeah. just to like halt it, table it, let's take a break? <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely table it because, Mm. and this is part, okay, so we don't want people to be overwhelmed. So we tell people to cover one thing at a time. So if you recognize that the trigger moment is the big issue for you that you want to kind of tackle first, because hopefully you've got a couple that recognizes you've got some issues, but you are a team and you want to improve. So you're both willing to work through some of these things Mm -hmm. together, hopefully. And we talk about instances when that's not the case, when one of you is not willing to come on board and have those kinds of conversations. Mm. But if you are, we do want people to just take one thing at a time and we'll say, you know, if you know that the trigger moment is the issue, definitely table it. Like you have to come together outside of conflict and say, I'm noticing that this is an issue. Can we make an agreement with each other that, you know, we're always talking about finances, which is a trigger and at the wrong time, which is another trigger. So let's agree to talk about finances on Sunday afternoon, you know, when the kids are napping or let's make a coffee date after the kids are in bed, Mm -hmm. you know, and grandma can handle watching the kids, you know, while they're sleeping or whatever, even just at home, get up an hour earlier in the morning if you're both morning people, whatever works for you and just agree. This is the time we'll talk about it. And the tone and you agree that the time is a time when you're going to be calm and open and not defensive Mm. and really willing to hear what the other person has to say, whatever the triggers are. So we think it's important to do that on a weekly or at least bi-weekly, bi-monthly basis where you come together and agree to talk about some of those triggers. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And the book is split up into internal triggers and then external triggers. Mm. So you asked like, what are some 
what kinds of yeah. triggers there are. Yeah. You know, it's, it is important to know what your trigger is and where it's coming from. So sometimes those triggers have to do with finances or the kids or, you know, the house or things that are external. Yeah. And other things are like your past or, you know, mm. what kind of abuse did you yeah. experience as a kid or yeah. how was the model of parenting that you experienced and what you bring to it. So yeah. they're very, very different kinds of things that can affect, you know, these triggered moments. Hmm. Yeah. So, so once you're aware of them, um, You've got to just make sure that you're not feeling overwhelmed, but that you just agree. We're just going to cover some of these one yeah. at a time outside of conflict. Yeah, hmm. And a lot of those internal ones, sometimes your spouse can't fix that and you can't yeah. and you need a third party to go to. Uh. Laura and I both have separate therapists mm -hmm. and then we go to one together at times too because there's some things from my past it's not that it's none of Laura's business, but it's not her business to fix those things from my past. Yeah. I'm going to a professional right. yeah. to deal mm -hmm. with things that are mm -hmm. super painful. And, you know, yeah. I tell you what, over the years, the word that keeps coming back to me is bandwidth. Over the years, the thing mm -hmm. that has worked both or best with Laura and I is we've now given each other the bandwidth to have our own stuff. Mm. You know, I was at my therapist a yeah. couple of weeks ago. And I left and Laura goes, how are you? And I go, you know, I wish I could go and feel good afterwards, <laughs> but I'm so mad. Like, am I getting better? Yes, but I just feel like garbage when I leave there sometimes. Mm. And she doesn't yeah, go, right. oh, it's okay. <laughs> You're fine. She just gives me the bandwidth to be sad or to be angry and doesn't feel like she's got to fix it or have a solution or any of those, she's trusting yes. my therapist and it gives me so yeah. much freedom because I need to be sad sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm sad about Absolutely. some of this stuff. I don't like it. And yeah. she's like, it's totally okay. You can be sad for sure. Have at it. And yeah. that freedom yeah. to be myself around Laura, yeah. it's so comforting. Yeah. Hmm. So how well, many, And I oh. think that's the great thing about when you recognize that you have past wounds is that you get to be a vehicle of healing for your spouse. Like mm. you don't have to look at that trigger as gosh, I can't believe I have to deal with this mm. issue from their past. It's not my fault. They brought this into our marriage. Yeah. What a bummer. I'm just going to be angry about it. Instead, you get to look at it in a different light. Like I get to be a vehicle of, of blessing and empathy and healing for my spouse. Mm -hmm. And in Laura's case, that looks like letting you have time <clears throat> to feel kind of like a mess mm -hmm. when you're done with a therapy session. So that, that's an incredible gift in your marriage, you know? <laughs> totally. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Did you miss the healthcare open enrollment period? Because it has ended. But not to fear, you can enroll for Liberty HealthShare any time of the year at libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. Why? Because that's what Laura and I use. I got to tell you, when we got a 70 plus thousand dollar bill for her cancer surgery, I praised the Lord for Liberty Health Share. They took care of everything. I'm not kidding. Everything. Oh, I thought we were going to have to sell our house when I got a bill that big. I called my rep at Liberty Health Share and she was like, oh no, we take care of this. And they did. You can get plans starting as low as $199 per month. They've got plans for singles, couples, families. You can choose the ideal package for your situation. Plus, Liberty Health Share has no network, so you're free to pick your own doctor, hospitals, and provider. I got to tell you, this came into play when we were in California and Laura had uh, appendicitis and had to have an appendectomy all of a sudden out of the blue. What happened? 
Liberty Health Share took care of the entire thing. So join Liberty Health Share any time of the year. You can join right now. Plans starting as low as $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. It's what Laura and I use and we recommend it. God bless. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Well, that's a huge shift from blaming them for the stuff they brought into the marriage, right? Like what do we see on TV or what the culture does? Yeah, I got to say this too. I was married before I met Laura and I went through a crazy amount of therapy for the five years after my divorce until I met Laura and we Mm -hmm. got married and brought a bunch of baggage in (laughs) and it wasn't fair. It was not fair to Laura to have to deal with a bunch of junk that I brought in from a past marriage and she was willing to work with me on that stuff and that willingness to work, I cannot express to couples enough, just be willing to own your own stuff. Nobody's perfect. Everyone's got baggage. Nothing's fair. Just be willing to work because- Be real. That high ground of this isn't fair. I don't want to work on it. Okay, well then don't get better. Don't get closer. Don't have more intimacy. Don't have more sex, I guess. Yeah. I mean, have whatever you want, but be alone. Sure, be lonely, be alone, be angry, be right, whatever. But if you're not willing to work on Those are the options, right? Yeah. Like either you're going to go, okay, this is what I have, and I'm going to believe the best, and I'm going to trust that God has a good plan, because once you're married, you are a match made in heaven. Yeah. You know, I mean, now that you're there, like God is for you. Like he wants that marriage to succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, he is for both of you. And so the goal is to make it the best that it possibly can. And honestly, Ryan and Laura, that's why I think we're still together because Guy and I both got to a point where we would say, you know, we've got kids. We need to just figure out a way to be at peace so that it's not constant conflict anymore. And we'll just get through this. And then I just was like, the Lord was like convicting me. Like Mm. I came to give you life to the full and you're going to settle for just be at peace and just try to make it through. Like Mm. that's not what I have for you. Mm. And so then I started Mm. putting, you know, my fighting gloves on, not towards guy, but towards my enemy who was trying to make me think that I could settle for just trying to make it through. And that yep. never lasted very long anyway. Yeah. Yep. Like I would yep. try to wave a weight flag and surrender <clears throat> and that would just last for maybe a few weeks at most. Yeah. And then we'd be right back at it. Right. So that wasn't really the answer. For sure. You know? Good for you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too. There's nobody I love in the world more than Laura. Right? Like this is the crazy thing. Yeah. We talked to, we do marriage <laughs> coaching and we do seminars, things like that. And I tell people, I don't love anyone in the world more than Laura. Shouldn't that be enough? And it's not. It's not (laughs) enough that I love her more than anybody else in the world. You say, you know, that a good marriage doesn't just happen. It's intentional. It takes practice, takes time, takes work, takes effort. It's not just, well, we love each other. That's awesome. But you're a human being. It's going to take a bunch of work and a bunch of intentionality Mm. to make it work better. It Mm. is. Well, it is. Yeah. You have to be servant's heart and you've got to be intentional. And the word marriage, it's a term of presence. It's you're in marriage. Like it's an organic it's thing that it goes on forever. Mm. So it's not like you got married and that's it. Like now the work starts. Yeah. You know? So if you're not yeah. thinking about that every single day, what, what do you say about childhood? It takes a childhood to raise a child. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing with marriage. It's an organic daily thing. And I know 30 years from now, 
Amber and I are still going to be working through triggers because there are new influences that are always going to be creeping up and it could still be internal influences that come up yeah. 10 years from now. Yeah. There's still things. So it's an active breathing organic thing that we have to work on. Yeah. Well, that should give people listening a, a space just to be like, oh, I don't have to fix it right now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like right. I think sometimes we'll get an attack in our marriage or addiction or, you know, just some any some unforgiveness or bitterness and then we think like oh i gotta fix this now or it's gonna be over and just what you just shared guy is just thinking like wait i have a lifetime to work on these things do i need to get that stirred up right Right. now about this issue yes it is big and we're gonna deal with it but we have time we can unpack it we can live it out in a new way so So what happens Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking, okay, we're starting to learn our own triggers. I think most people are aware of their triggers. If they're not, like, get some help, get some awareness around your own triggers. (laughs) But how important is it for us to know our spouse's triggers so we don't keep on stepping on the landmines on him being like, well, that's not a trigger for me. Why are you triggered, you know? I think a lot of times people don't actually know all of their triggers. I mean, I know like one thing that was a problem that I had, that's one of our chapters is about when you come home from work and your kids, you know, everyone needs you, but you just need some alone time, you know, to kind of transition or whatever it is. We don't have any idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Every guy listening is like, yes. (laughs) I just know a lot of guys that I've talked to that kind of come home from work and they're like, they need some downtime, so they run in and they jump on, you know, Fortnite or whatever. They get some gaming time in. And, mm-hmm. you know, the poor wife has been with the kids all day long, is at the end of her rope. She's been cleaning the house, taking care of everything, dealing with the kids' stress they brought home from school. Or all working this stuff. from home. Yeah. And I would yeah. come home and be like, I'm not ready yet, you know. And, you know, that was something I didn't really realize that I would want to need. And mm-hmm. it didn't come out in me telling Amber that I needed the time. It came out in my frustration. Yep. When she would ask me to, here's the baby, Take over, you know, as I right. walk in the front door. Yeah. We had yeah. that and exact I just same angry. thing, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm. I'd go out of town yeah, and, and travel, the and then I'd get home, and Lord would be like, ooh, you're home, here. Yeah, he's been gone like, for three days, yeah, and what? I'm like, I, I need a break. <laughs> and I was like, I was yeah. on yeah. stage for three days. I just got off, you know, a four-hour flight, and what? I'm a, okay, I guess this is what's happening, yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and there, yeah. there's a verse that really helped me with that. It's Proverbs eleven twenty five, and it says that whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and who waters himself will be watered. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that you know, yeah, we're drained, we're both exhausted. It's not a comparison. Like mm-hmm. you worked yeah, harder, and right. I did this, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really about you know what I know that in the strength of God, that I can dig deeper, mm-hmm. and I can refresh you. I can water you. And in so doing, I will be refreshed and I will be watered. If my attitude is coming into it like, all right, let me give him some extra minutes when he gets home. Let me not hand him the baby. And if his attitude is, give me the baby, let me have some, I mean, it's going to be a win-win situation. And we also talk about, you know, the golden rule, you know, do to others as you would Mm -hmm. have them do to you, you know, love one another as Christ loved the church. And so we also think that really necessitates, like in this case too, and in many of our triggers, a me first attitude. You know, and as Christians, we're always talking about, you know, you don't want to have a me first attitude. You're supposed to be humble. But really, it's the me first attitude of be the first one to bless your spouse. Be the first first. one to do the dishes. Be the first one to give them a break. Like, 
put on a me first attitude. And if that sounds too like ethereal and not practical enough, then figure out what's the one situation with your spouse where that kind of me first attitude would bless them the most. Yeah. Is it that your wife just hates doing dishes? I mean, my husband blesses my socks off because I hate dishes and he does them every day. I never wash a dish. Never. Well, not, not every day, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's, they get a little Enough to make a huge then, difference, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You know, it blesses me so much. I never take it for granted. Mm. It's awesome. You know, we dealt with that a bunch. And I have to be honest, one of the big changes for us was for me to realize how much Laura was actually doing while I was gone. You know, I have other oh, jobs yeah. besides this one, and I go mm-hmm. to an office, and here's the truth. I tell people this because it's true, and I don't do this to throw guys under the bus or to make it harder on them, but I do what I do for a living. I do what I like to do for a living. Like, I work with a great nonprofit, and I help them fundraise, and I love working with them, mm-hmm. and I do this a lot, and I really enjoy this. Laura does this, but mm-hmm. she also does a bunch of stuff that stinks. Like, she's got to clean up after our puppies mm-hmm. regularly and clean the house and do <laughs> homeschool homework. And her job is harder than mine in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's harder in that she yeah. has to do it even when she doesn't want to do it in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I was coming home yeah. too exhausted, too tired, too frustrated to be there and to be present for the kids. And that was my issue. And I learned I would park at the end of our street mm-hmm. and I would listen to a podcast for just like five or 10 minutes, just for a little bit of time. But it was consciously saying, hey, take this time, take some deep breaths, because at the end of the street, you're going to have kids that want you. You're going to have a wife that needs you. Right. And you need to be there. You don't get to go inside and be like, I'm going to the man cave for a while. I need a break. Like, dude, you had to drive home yeah. by yourself. Like, oh, there was traffic. Yeah, by yourself in a vehicle. Yeah. Laura's not been alone in a yeah. car more than once in like right. six months. Like, she's always with right. kids in cars. I yes. had to understand, listen, I've got to man up in this and just say, I'm going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And by the way, I get to hang out with my kids because they want to hang out with mm. me. That's a blessing. It's not a burden. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I That's even so suggest good. doing a phone call like on your way home from work just so you can find out what are you walking Ooh. into? Yeah. How is she Smart. So good. How are the kids doing? Like what kind of transition do I need to make? Because now I got a half hour to get myself ready yeah. as I'm still in traffic. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get home, I know she just told me the baby will not stop crying. We don't know what's going on. Mm. And the boys will not do their homework. And she just needs a break. Yeah. So I'll be like, yeah. okay, I'm ready. I know exactly the three things I got to do. Be ready for that get call, though. Go. Don't make that phone it, call and yeah, be like, I man, I can't believe you dumped all that stuff on me. Yeah. No, that's why you called. You <laughs> called to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Well, and that's connected yeah. to your me first, like finding out, okay, who do I need to be? Such that we can unite as a family, yeah. unite as a couple, yeah. and be on the yeah. same team together. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. back to how important is it for me to know his triggers? You know, we're probably better at knowing our spouse's triggers than our own sometimes because yeah. we justify our reactions right. a lot. Yeah. You know, we get really justified in our behaviors like, no, I'm not triggering you. You've just got the problem. <laughs> so we uh, tend to know what's going on with our spouse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I do think it's important, but that's why we like 
to emphasize over and over. And we have to tell ourselves too, like we start going down towards conflict Mm -hmm. and we have to stop ourselves. And in our parenting triggers book, we talk about this too, that we need to take a holy pause. We call it where it's just like, we give each other permission. Also, we give each other just take a holy pause, like just to collect yourself Mm -hmm. and breathe. But guy and I have given each other permission to say to each other, we need to not talk about this right now. We need to talk about this later. And then the other person has to be like willing to be like, okay. And it's usually me. Like I'm the one who wants to hash everything out at inappropriate times. And he's better about saying, no, we need to wait and discuss this later at the Mm -hmm. time that we've agreed that we'll talk about these things. It doesn't mean we're ignoring it, but we know that we have a time where we can talk about this. And I think a lot of arguing happens because somebody doesn't feel heard yes. or they're afraid they're not going to be heard. Yep. And so when you have a regular time to be together where, you know, I know he's going to hear me. And I know mm-hmm. from experience doing this often enough now that I don't need to go to that level yep. anymore. Yeah. Like you naturally don't get to those levels anymore because our communication is so much better yep. as a result of having that designated time. But we do know each other's triggers yeah. and it's important for us if we love each other to be sensitive to those, not say, well, that's dumb. Why does this bother you so much? Yeah. It, yeah. Because that's not what a loving person <laughs> says. That's not what you say to a friend. Even sure. you just say, okay, this is a problem for you. I'm going to take it seriously. Mm. Yeah. And that is a very loving thing to do. Have sure. you guys found yeah. that you continue to fight about the same triggers over and over again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. There's a, there's a few that are like the like standout ones that are, I think are, well, I yeah. think there are things that are a little more internal that are not easily dealt with right away. Yeah, they take um, a while. And finances, you know, can be one. In the past, that has always been like one that has. There's mm. been that stress, yeah. you know, of We work in the entertainment yeah. industry, and when you're self-employed or yeah. you're a freelance person yeah. or you're a contractor of some sort. A lot of people deal with this. It's like the up and down yeah. of the financial, yeah. you know, sink or swim. Totally. And that create a lot of stress you run your own people, ministry. And that's our industry. Yeah. 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 Totally. You so know what? Laura did this with right me. There, I would start we, on car trips. Laura grew up with four older brothers <laughs> and so is used to a lot more noise and chaos than I am. Mm-hmm. I grew up yeah. in a very yes. measured fairly strict household that didn't have a lot of noise and fairly I had one strict. older sister mm. I'm being nice oh okay and so we'd be on a car trip <laughs> and the kids I would feel they weren't listening to me and mm. I'm not being heard and my voice would start to raise and then I would yeah. yell at yeah. the kids and Laura would be mad at me and I'm sitting there thinking right. you're sitting next to me you hear my <laughs> voice raising you hear me talking to the kids what do you expect me to do and so we were on a trip one time and I was like listen I just need you to know if I'm saying things over and over to the kids and they aren't hearing me, my voice is going to raise. That is a signal to right. you. I need your help. That's right. I Time am, to jump in. I am getting yeah. out of control. I don't yes. want to be a yelling dad, but I'm guaranteeing <laughs> at some point I'm going to start yelling if nobody listens to me. Yeah. And we were driving back from somewhere. Right. I forget where it was. And my voice started to raise. And Laura goes, hey. <laughs> You're not listening to your dad. And she totally yelled at the kids. <laughs> it was like and silence was like, for the next three hours. I was like, yeah. I was like oh no. It was, <laughs> but it was, I felt so appreciated in that moment because it was yeah. like, 
oh, your voice is raising. Oh, you've said that to the kids five times. They're really not listening to you. Yeah. And she was like, get to the other side of the van. Yeah. You know, it was like, move to your corners. <laughs> stop yeah. touching each other. Yeah. You know, your father's driving. You got to let you know. And it was like, oh, my goodness. I feel yes. so. It was the best. It felt mm. so yeah. good. And here's it the truth. Awesome. Had I not been in the car, it wouldn't have bothered Laura on any level. That right. level of noise and chaos would not have bothered it her at all. It feels very familiar. <laughs> it's, it is. Yes. But to me, it gives me yeah. so much anxiety. And she, here's the thing she knows. Mm-hmm. When I get angry in the car, I drive faster. And she's like, here's what we don't want. We don't want dad in the van with a V10 yeah. angry at the wheel flooring it. Like, we don't right. want that. So yeah. I'll get mad if I have to. If you're going to listen to him, then right. you're going to listen to me. Yeah. We're a team, right? Yeah. We, right. we are a team. And Guy and I love that analogy, even of teamwork. Guy talks about it, just about why it's important to even as a first step, just start thinking of yourselves as we're on the same team. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's yeah. huge. Wow, so oh, much in sorry, Guy. Marriage, marriage is a team sport. Yes. What was yeah. that? Sorry. Well, no, it is a team sport, but go on, Guy. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I guess it's just a way that I'm able to process a lot of these thoughts is when I think about sports, all the different sports that I've done. And you even think about professional athletes right now, mm-hmm. like, you know, Tiger and all these other athletes, they all have coaches right now that they are currently working with yeah, because they're right. always working on their three point mm-hmm. or their running or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why we shouldn't look at it that way as well. And the other thing is every team is not just working out on the field. They're also in the classroom. Yep. They're also sitting down, Outside. looking at plays yep. and looking at footage and trying to plan and map out and strategize. There's no reason why marriage shouldn't be looked at that same way. So we do have to sit down and talk it out and we have to plan it out on paper oh. and we have to make a strategy yeah. and plan for what do we do when we are triggered? Like, how mm-hmm. are we going to handle this yeah. in front of the kids? Because uh, yes. what we model in front of the kids is what our kids are going to be as parents in the future. Mm. So what we're giving them right now is exactly what they're going to give their own kids in the future. Oh, that's that's huge. Well, I just think, guys, like what you were saying, how we've talked to lots of younger married people, and I'm seeing this almost this fear of conflict. Like they don't want the conflict Mm -hmm. or the conflict, they're escalating the meaning of conflict and I'm like well if you're going to be married there's going to be conflict welcome you are a team but how to navigate and fight fair that conflict I think what you just said was huge like coming up with a plan writing it down maybe it wasn't modeled for you maybe your mom was a drunk or maybe your parents just got quiet or maybe your parents never fought in front of you or (laughs) something but I think just coming up with a plan I mean that is huge especially with triggers being like (laughs) okay I get triggered on these things you get triggered on those thing let's figure this out together totally Mm. thank you guys so much i know you got a heart out we've taken up a bunch of your time we appreciate it thanks for this book thanks for the parenting triggers and the marriage triggers one we love it you guys are awesome thank you you. we're really really grateful thank you guys and we actually will have an online book club for marriage triggers in a private facebook group starting march 15th so if people are interested in that they can go to my website which is just motherofnights.com or they can google my name amber leah and they can sign up to get the information to join that online book club. And singles, couples, fiancés, anybody and everybody is welcome. That sounds awesome. great. Thank you, guys. You appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Thank you Take very care. much, you guys. Take care. Mm-hmm. 
Rebels, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this with friends and family. If you know someone that struggles with being angry, tell them about this week's programs. The programs of the Leas are really, really good helping people overcome their anger. I think they will enjoy it. We appreciate you. Thanks to Guy and Amber Leah for coming on, for being transparent, for helping us out with the anger issues. Thanks to Liberty Health Share and MyPillow for sponsoring this broadcast. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.